Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy. You don't have to scoop to anyone. Right. Even it, your mom, you know, when she's <laughs> gonna pop eight and you're gonna knock her out, man. So we're going... <laughs> we moved into the balls D portion of it. <laughs> There's some things you just can't buy in Vermont. Like, like Mex- Mexican America. food, you can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> You're listening to Leaving a Legacy. See, just like a boss, man. <laughs> you got it right there. So, so yeah, we got no Jerry today. We got no Pat today. Um, but I am here, and I'm joined by none other than Jim the Greek Apostolakis. Ah, beautiful pronunciation. Ah, how you doing? Excellent, man. How are you? Good. So, so you're just getting used to Skype. I know. I know you don't have Facebook. I have nothing. Um, <laughs> you got no Twitter. <laughs> I just. I, you know, I'm just not huge into uh, social media, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. It's just you know? the source. Yeah, ju- exactly. Just the, uh, the necessities, of course. <laughs> so, so uh, now you got, wait, all right, so you're here on your iPad. I do have an iPad, yes. Yeah. It's like the Jetsons, right? Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, it's, um. remember those phones back in the day? I don't even think they even, I, I don't know how many of them they, they made. They must have made only 500 of these things. They were the phones, and they had the camera, but it was like, it, w- it was a landline type of thing. Do you remember those from back in the day? Yeah, yeah. But I don't, I did not know one person that had one, so, I, I mean. Yeah, it was like, it was, a, it was about, it was as brief lived as, like, the laser disc. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because then you got to get your buddy to get one, too, right? Because if you have one, then you got to find someone else that has one, and, you know, a little ahead of its time, I guess. yeah. Yeah, this, I'm trying to think. There were some other things that were like technology based that were so short lived because they, as soon as they were made, they went portable and became obsolete. Right. You know, right. I mean, now well, even even I was talking to somebody the other day about how an entire industry can can shift. Like there used to be a big company called Polaroid. Right. You know, now Absolutely. everybody's got a digital phone and like Kodak, similar. It's it's um it's crazy how fast things are speeding up. You know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, you know, that's that's maybe a topic for another time, but <laughs> might be what generation you're in. <laughs> exactly. How old are exactly. you anyway, Jim? I'm 33. So. Okay, all right. So I still got I still got some time on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm probably older than shit anybody, but well, I know a yeah. couple. There's a couple of guys I drafted with that are actually older than me, but like I said, there's only a couple. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I was actually talking to somebody somebody at the shop today. They went to order something. They're like, yeah, the last time we ordered that was 1984. I'm like, just to put that in perspective, I was seven. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, it's um, it, it's one of those things that seems like not that long ago, but, you know, that's just because we are old. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny. I just went from a from a smartphone back to a flip phone, and uh, it's it's weird, like, I mean, I still have Wi-Fi everywhere, so I still use sure. it like a tablet. Right. And, and I'm well, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, if it wasn't for podcasting and stuff, I don't even know what I'd be using my workstation for anymore. Well, it's I actually it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, no lie, I was thinking about doing the same thing. My phone it's it's a few years old and they don't last forever. It's time to get a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly. I, I don't I don't need a crazy phone. I don't need an iPhone. It's mm-hmm. just it, it just doesn't interest me. So I was thinking about going back to a flip phone. So if you have any uh you know any gems out there that 
you can suggest as far as in the flip phone industry. Oh, jeez. I mean, and, uh, I, I, you I, know, got, I got some buddies that have flip phones that are like, I mean, they look at them as they're just basic flip phones. It's funny, right? I, I do a lot of computer stuff, and um, that's one of the things I do for work. Well, one of my buddies, when I went and got this flip phone, I did it for a financial motive. You know, I did it because it was like $50 cheaper to get rid of the droid, and the droid wasn't making me $50 a month. Like, I did it that basic. Hey, that makes sense to me, man. You know what and I mean? And that's basic. That's good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, could, yep. I could still use my droid as a tablet. Um, I just couldn't make phone calls from it, but it saved me 50 bucks a month. So I did it from a financial motive. And when I did it, I just got, I don't care, whatever flip phone, you know, the carrier had at that time. And it was, I think they paid me to turn the thing on. <laughs> like, it was so cheap. <laughs> and yeah. So, so I got it activated. And... uh one of my buddies, I send out group messages once a week, and uh, he gave me his phone. He's like, hey, you're a computer guy. You can figure this out. And I actually couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I, I do a whole lot of I'll, – I'll get into – I had to manually put in a whole bunch of phone numbers. It was it was a long, tedious process to add 55 contacts to send a group message out and figure out how I'm supposed to do it. That's why I've had the same phone for so long because every single time I get a new phone, like you said, just putting in the numbers, mm-hmm. it, it's like, you know, it's a hassle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, I had, jeez, uh, I mean, I went from like an iPhone to a Droid. Um, you know, I had a lot of contacts, and I just had the carrier push them all into this little flip phone. And then I have like a flip phone that's got email addresses that I can never send anything to. Okay. You know, like, yeah. And people get into this habit of texting now, and people try texting me, and I'm like, I'm pressing seven three times to get a letter. I'm like, oh my god, this is yeah. bad. <laughs> like, just give me a call. You know. And, yeah. I mean, that's the other end of the spectrum too, though. You know what I mean? Um, I guess being simpler, kind of, it, it's it's a double-edged sword, I guess you could say, you know. It, uh, I, I kind of look at it this way. Like, if somebody wants to have a long texting conversation with me over texting first no, off. No, that's first, the worst. Like, first that, off, that's you, don't the worst. Get, you don't get the tone of voice, and you just hijacked my time. You know, like, my time is valuable. Give hey, me a we're, quick we're on the call. same page, man. Yeah. We're on the same page, I absolutely. Don't, I don't regret going to the flip phone, but I got some guys, like, some of my buddies have flip phones that have, like, like built-in MP3 players or something that they never use. They just, yep. you know, they're, they're older than me. They just have a flip phone because they have no interest in trying to figure out how to use a smartphone. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I went backwards just for purely, purely financial reasons. And at the same yep. time, because I went backwards, I had to discontinue uh, service on my Droid, and I was grandfathered in with unlimited data. So like, okay. so uh, now uh, you have unlimited data on a flip phone? Is no, that... no, no. I had to disc- oh. I had, see, what happened. What happened was they don't like the carriers. Um, you know, the two main ones around here are like Verizon and AT and T. Sure. And they stopped doing unlimited data, but I was grandfathered in on it. So I just had unlimited data at the same rate that it was whatever seven years ago. But whenever I wanted to get another phone, I had to pay full retail. Yes. Yep. Or, yep. Or otherwise, you have to renew the contract, and if you renew the contract, the first thing they do is get rid of unlimited data. So, like, I'd be streaming podcasts and Pandora and all sorts of stuff while driving. Oh no! But then I'm well, it was unlimited data, you know. But then I moved oh, like okay. then, I, then I moved ten minutes from work and I put in wireless access points, and I'm like, why am I even paying for unlimited data? Like, I have I have internet service at home, and I'm ten minutes from the shop. Like, the only thing I can't actually do. Is if I wanted to go out and look at a property, I can't like GPS my way to the property and look up information at it while I'm there. You know what I mean? That might be nice though, right? I yeah, mean, at, at some point when it's I a start, luxury for sure. At some know, point when I start looking at more houses or something, then I'll start thinking yep. about you know. Well, now it, now it can make me fifty bucks a month. 
Oh, for now, exactly. Absolutely. Live in the now. Yeah, that's, that's just it. So I figured... But real quick, back to what you were saying about, um, you know, actually having a conversation. Um, most of the people that I have on my phone, most of my contacts, I'd like to talk to. Yeah. Now, I don't mind hearing their voice. Yeah. No, it's not. I just feel like we've become so impersonal. It's. Yeah, you know what? It, it, the mind has changed. And, and I was just looking something up the other day. The human mind um, has, you know, as technology I mean, not to get heavily, I don't know, into rhetoric or whatever, but some people don't really go off the idea of evolution, but I don't know. Like, yeah. So, yep. but if you can go off of some, you know, some sort of theory, the mind has evolved now to the point where you, most people can't remember phone numbers. Sure. Like, like, what's my phone number? No idea, right? No clue. But no you, idea. But you know how to call me. I sure do. <laughs> And it's it's like I I I don't even know my house phone number, you know I right. I, know, I know my girl's phone number but I've been calling her for right. eleven years now you know you, you, and, you probably know average you know two to three numbers well you right? know what's really you know? funny okay so you're you're somewhere close to my age I remember my phone number from third grade bro I'm with you two five one seven two seven five isn't that crazy yeah but but like what's my phone number like oh it it's, what was my last cell phone phone number before this one yeah well no for, for, i don't know for, yeah you know? for me it's easy i've actually had the last cell phone i've had the same cell phone number now for uh oh, 13 years or something yeah that's pretty good i've 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 one friend that uh he has the same number and i actually remember his number so do my friend something, something to be said for that my my friend's mother has had the same phone number since he since we were in second grade i don't i don't know how, how? I, yeah i don't know <laughs> man like that's amazing <laughs> that's convenient, though. Oh my, yeah. If anybody wants to get a hold of her from the '60s, that's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's awesome. I always admire that shit. I'm like, how how do people just act responsible? Like, <laughs> normally, like it gets to the point. I think I even did it at one point. Like one of the cell phone carriers. I don't know. My bill was like a couple months behind. Uh, singular. What was it? One of the carriers had just bought another carrier, and suddenly I started dropping calls, and my cell phone got to be a little bit late, and I like. I had had the contract forever, and uh, they're like, well, you know, if you don't pay the bill, you were going to shut you off or something, and I'm like, I've been dropping calls since you guys bought them. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like you can feel free to shut it off. I won't notice the difference. I'm uh, like, I, I'll tell you what, I'll pay the bill, and I'll go pick up another carrier. And That's, that's what I never understood about the whole contract thing. I mean, half the time, my service was complete ass. Yeah. Well, Why I mean, am I paying top dollar to – I'm sorry, but Verizon for me was – it was awful. Yeah, they get the you know? they get strange coverage zones. I'm I'm in a spot where like and, and you know in in geez New England anyway we have hills all over the place. Oh, you know what I mean? Like Worcester alone is one of the I think isn't Fitchburg like it's the weird. hilliest well, in the country or something next to San Francisco or something like that? Uh, I don't know. San Francisco's probably got something like Las Vegas is going to be pretty flat, right? But well, yeah, and, and most of Florida, I think. But the um. You know, in, I mean, Worcester is, it's the... I heard some sort of weird statistic about that. Yeah, Worcester's like the city of seven hills or something like... It, but it's incredible. The, but then, like, from living in both Worcester and Fitchburg, Fitchburg, the hills are just strict inclines. Oh, my God, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, right? like, Worcester's got yeah. a lot of hills, but they're just, like, five miles long, and if you try to walk up them, like, Dead Horse Hill, you know, if sure. you... Like, but, um, you know, where I am out in Southbridge, I'll end up in a valley, and I get no signal. Yeah. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a pain in the ass. Now, I'll tell you, man, Virgin Mobile, 35 bucks a month, unlimited data, no contract. Yeah. I literally I, get the same 
better service than I did with, with Verizon. Well, that's good if you get better service. I don't know it's crazy. That, yeah, I'm paying like $60 less. There are options out there. For yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to figure out service or whatever, but at the moment, I think I'm, I'm actually just content. I just went back to the flip phone for financial reasons and. Good for you. So far, I'm not regretting it. It's actually, uh, and, and even more on financial reasons, you know, I got, so I got almost all of Merfolk together. I'm still. Hey, congratulations. I'm still. Yeah, well, I'm still pending on, you know, looking up three wastelands and I see the spoilers. Yeah, I saw those as well. Actually, my friend, my friend Dan texted me that. I wasn't aware, but. On Wasteland? Yeah, that's, uh, it's good, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know? You have alternate art now to choose from if that's your thing and you're really into foils. Yeah, right. Alternate art and foil. And that's the thing is, like, all these, they come out with these promo things and I'm like, that's great. I'm still just, I really don't want the foil, but if I have to settle for it, I will, but I'm not. I mean, if you opened it up in a pack, you would, would you keep it or would you ship it immediately? I would try to trade it for non-foils. Sure. Like, if I could trade one foil Expedition Wasteland for two non-foils, sure. I'm, you know, fine to open it out of a pack, but like, I, I, I don't, I prefer non-foil cards myself. I'm, I'm 70% with you on that. Except for what? I mean, you, I, you were looking up, one, I, I saw you I eyeballing a card at yeah. GE. <laughs> Go ahead, what's, what's your foils of choice, well, man? You know, um, I like Old Border, obviously. Um, I think the Old Border foils with a foil is just around the corners and, um, in between the picture and the text. Okay. Um, I I love that stuff. I thought that was uh, really classy looking. Was that like Onslaught? Right around yes. There? Okay. Yes, Onslaught. Oh, uh, uh, what's the other one? Apocalypse. I think Apocalypse. I Apocalypse yep. Yeah. Um, but I just uh, haven't haven't you been working on? I thought you were working on foiling out a deck. So, I'm really bad when it comes to owning Magic cards. Why is that? Um, because. I will build a deck, realize I don't like it, ship it to the store for an obvious loss to build part of another deck that I may or may not like. Okay. And I have an awful habit of doing this, and it's <laughs> borderline problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that bad, but... It's a little self-defeating. It is. It is. Um, for me, I have to play a deck that I, wanna lo- that I want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes from the aesthetics, the looks of the cards, mm-hmm. to the way it plays out. And it's, it's that's very important to me. I can't play a deck because it's a tier one deck. I hear you. I cannot do that. Yeah. It's just not, you know. And um, yeah. So. So 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 okay then. Let's let's fill everybody in. What's your deck of choice? Uh, for a while now, uh, absolutely dredge. Okay. <laughs> um, I absolutely. Love every part of the deck from the opponent's face as soon as, <laughs> you know, he sees anything. The thing with Dredge is there's not a lot of bluffing with the deck. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, there's not a lot of Jedi mind tricks that you can play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, after your first looting effect, say you play a careful study, um, you drop two things in the graveyard. I was going to ask you, what do you prefer, careful study or faithless looting? Or do you play both? Oh, I played both, but uh, Faithless Looting, the printing of Faithless Looting, what was that in? That was in... Um, Dark Ascension, I think. Dark Ascension, no, yeah. Innistrad, one of the two. What? I think... I think it was Dark Ascension. Dark Ascension, yeah, it was Dark Ascension. Um, the printing of that card just, it really put Dredge in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, just the flashback cost. So if people don't know, 
the mana cost of Faithless Looting. It's a sorcery, um, one red, and it's a looting effect. It does essentially the same thing as Careful Study, where it draws two and discards two, except with the added ability of a flashback cost of two colorless and a red, mm. which, you know, strangely enough, Lion's Eye Diamond can crack for three colorless, <laughs> or three of any one color. I love when I have, like, Golgari Grave Tool, Faithless Looting, LED in my opening hand. Oh, it's, I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's going to be a keep every time. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I've played enough with the deck now to, to realize that there's just so much hate out there, and it seems like every set they're printing more hate. Yeah, but you, uh, so, sure, with that, uh, you just took first at, what, an SCG IQ with it, right? I took first, um, first-ish, let's call it. First-ish, okay, but First-ish. So I guess, I guess my, my, uh, my motive was to, you went through a whole series of hate with it, though. Yeah, there was, um, there was a slew of hate, absolutely. So what are all the hate cards that you, that you end up seeing? Oh, man, um, so, a lot of cages. A okay. lot of cage. Grafdigger's cage, yeah. Grafdigger's cage. Um, a couple rest in pieces. Mm. And um, the new one that I'm starting to see a lot of is Containment Priest. Okay. Um, through a Containment Priest, the only thing you can keep is the zombie tokens then? Right. The okay. zombie tokens will come into play. Right, but you right. got to find a way to actually get them into play. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You, you can't so, bring Icarid back? No. No Icarids. No Nether no Shadows. Yeah. No Nether Shadows if you're playing those. No Ashen Ghouls. Um, <laughs> there's no Dread Return targets. Um, mm-hmm. So you're, you're really betting on having enough bridges in the graveyard. Um, and then at that point, if you didn't get up ahead of, ahead of board early, yeah, we're talking casting creatures, which um, any dredger player knows <laughs> is the most awkward feeling. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've had those games where I'm like casting a dark amoeba and attacking with it. I'm going, this sucks. It, it's it's not fun. No. It, it's not. It, <laughs> it's not geared to do that. No, you don't want to be casting creatures, really. Yeah. Not too too often. It feels like you're attacking with a simian spirit guide. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and in some cases, I would rather be tacking with that Simeon Spear guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so tell me about this. Tell me about the IQ. You ended up in first. Uh, so I barely made it there. There was a ton, ton of traffic on the way there. I literally lived probably, ooh, I want to say twenty minutes from the store, and it took me over an hour to get there. Okay, yeah, so. this, this store seems like there's like one major route that is just the full traffic. Yeah, um, it's at the intersection of a really Big road that goes from, geez. Yeah, one place to another. Forever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a really large road. Yeah. Um, yeah, if there's anything anything going on on that road, it's it can be a little bit difficult to get there. But, um, no, I, I went there, you know, no expectations, just to play some dredge, mm. um, irritate some people, <laughs> uh, dream crush if I have to, you know, and uh, just... Um, I don't know. That that's pretty much it. Just play some magic, you know. Mm-hmm. Meet some people. I knew there were gonna be a bunch of people from that sea there. Mm-hmm. Um, so meet up with some friends, some local friends. That's about it. Yeah. No intentions. <laughs> accidentally, but, um, accidentally took first. <laughs> yeah. It just, you know, it, it's the thing with dredges. You know, whenever you're bringing dredge to a tournament, uh, again, there's just there's there's a lot of hate. 
and you, it's, it's just really important to see if you can navigate your way through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's different ways, there's different opinions. Um, this guy, I think his name's Rich Feldman, wrote an amazing article on dredge. It was called The Art of Dredge Foo, the, the Dark Art oh. of Dredge Foo. Okay. Now, any idea what some, where would somebody find that article? That's on Star City Games. It's, it's okay. an older article, but if you just uh, Google The Dark Art of Dredge Foo, I highly recommend it. It's a little bit dated, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of knowledge that you can get out of that. Okay. You know, even for like, you know, beginner, intermediate expert dredge players, it's, it's a great article. His theory was make them have the hate. Don't dilute your, your deck with cards that aren't going to help you try to, you know, make, basically your game achieve state. your goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, now, there's obvi- obviously, you know, another side of that where if you don't have any hate or anti-hate and someone slams, you know, a rest in peace down, you're pretty much, you know, dead in the water. Uh-huh. Okay? But him and his friend who both played Dredge, I'm not sure his, his friend's name, um, they tallied up all the games where having the anti-hate actually mattered. Okay. And they came to the conclusion that very, very, very few games where the opponent played whatever graveyard hate and they had some sort of response to that, whether it be a nature's claim, a chain of vapor, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, um, a bounce effect, any sort of destroy, they they most likely still lost that game. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's, that's one person's... Um, point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been noted the the fearless version. So you're going in without, you know, make them have the hate basically. Yeah. Don't because dredge is pretty much a combo deck. Yeah, it's a combo deck. That's one Every of the things piece. I like about it. Absolutely, and and that's kind of my style of magic is I'm really into you know I, I don't want to I don't want to have to work with the person across from me. I want <laughs> basically just solitaire my deck and. Yes, if they have things I must answer, I want to have a way to answer them. Mm-hmm. And one of those is Cabal Therapy. That's probably the best way, in my opinion. Okay. So then they have to just, they have to be mulling to a ley line. Yeah, I'm going to let them mull to hate. And um, one thing I noticed at the IQ, getting back to the IQ, uh, was the faster hands, I felt much more confident. Um, you know, a turn like- one Cabal Therapy wasn't always where I wanted to be. Even in games two and games three where I knew what hate they had, I felt that the faster starts, the faster I got my engine running, mm-hmm. getting Cabal Therapies in the graveyard, getting Narcomoebas in play, those were the games that would put me a little bit over the top, I think. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So then let me ask this question. Um, this is a question I actually got from Chris Chihi. First off, uh, he, he would request that you would answer your damn messages on the source. <laughs> oh. He's, he's, I, I haven't even, yeah, I didn't even. He's been trying yeah, to get okay. a hold of you on the source because he can't get a hold of you on the Facebook group. He can't get a hold of you on Twitter. Cause so you're like the private message thing, that little thing that says private message, I should check that? I don't know if it's private messages or I, I not, but uh, he, he's, he's been trying to throw some dredge together. and uh, Okay. I'm like, if he well, goes on the dredge uh, form, the actual dredge form, LED dredge, yeah, just post something out there. I'll, I'll try to respond to that. But yeah, yeah. all um, right. So it, he was sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, 
he's he was kind of wondering how to sideboard the damn deck. Well, that he, is he never knows what cards to pull. And that's completely natural. I have never run across a deck that is harder to sideboard with. Okay. Um, again, going back to every piece in that deck being, you know, part of the combo element and mm-hmm. taking a piece out here and there can drastically change um, um, the deck's composition. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You hear some people that will pull out the weakest dredger, like the Golgari Thug. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll use the shave tactic, where they'll take out a Thug, um, they'll take out a Putrid Imp, they'll take out a Nicarid. Um, so they'll, they'll shave down some of the, uh, I guess you could say less, you know, less, less important pieces, I guess, depending on the matchup though. Um, against combo, I'll take out one Nicarid. Because Icarid takes, it takes a little while. For I, was, the, I was just going to ask you about Icarid, because I, I notice you play Icarid, and I have a tendency not to, like when I play Dredge, but when I play Dredge, I am basically, it, like if I play Dredge, it is the most all-in combo version of the deck. Okay. I, I feel like I go for a Dredge return and Grizzlebrand, pay seven, okay. I flip the deck and attack. But right. like, but like you I play Flankin with that too? Flankin? Flankin Zealot, yeah. yes. Okay. But I've seen people play Dredge where they, they'll reanimate Iona. Because it's against yep. Omni Show. Well, like, yep. you know, when I watch you do it, you do it with more creatures that attack. So, like it's almost yeah. like a swarm. You do it, and I think you do it definitely more resilient than I do. It, the um, the problem being, um, in your opening hand with Dredge, it's really important to have a land, a draw spell, and a Dredger. Those three things. Um, it, it's kind of you know the golden yeah. rule. If you don't have all three of those things, it's a mulligan. Granted, the deck mulligans extremely well, um, but I, I want to have the best opportunity to be as quick as I can. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I want to have multiple draw spells. I want to have multiple oh. lands. I want to have dredges. Yeah. Um, essentially, if the deck doesn't dredge, it's not going to win. Right. And by me having an Iona stuck in my hand, a dread return, it's it's just it's it's decreasing the odds of me having what I really need in my hand to win. Okay. To win, it, it's good. I, I win with zombies. Icarids, Narcomoebas, and Therapies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just... And if I have one Dread Return main, and that's to Dread Return a Grave Troll. Oh, yeah. no shit. Yeah. Because Grave Troll ends up being like a 12-12 or a 13-13. You know, I don't even know if I ever told you. I was playing Sneak and Show one day against the guy that was playing Dredge. I don't think it was you. I think it was somebody else that was playing Dredge. Mm-hmm. And I cast Show and Tell, and I put in Emrakul, and he put in a 22-22 fucking th- uh, Grave Troll. Yeah, Ooh. it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, Ooh. shit. <laughs> like, and, and the thing was is I, I, I knew he had Grave Troll in his hand. Like, I, because okay, he yeah, just well, dredged it back to his hand, things. and then I, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot that thing comes in as a big creature. That, that's, uh, you know, that's, it, it's a possibility for that to happen, for sure. Um, I had to chump block with Emrakul. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, uh, did you win that game? Did you end up winning that uh, game? Or? I think, I think I sneak attacked in Grizzlebrand the next turn. There you go. Oh, yeah. it, it, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I mean, it was a it, it was a bonehead play on my part, man. Oh, but it was it it was such a it was such a good learning experience. That's um that's what magic's all about. Yeah, learning experiences. There's a lot of learning experiences. <laughs> it was good. It was so good because he had just he had just dredged the Dragonfall back to his hand and then like passed the turn. Sure. I, I cast show and tell and then I looked at it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Oh, absolutely, mm. absolutely. So all right. 
So yeah, so if you have an Iona in your opening hand, it's bad. Yeah, you generally you don't want um, you don't want any of your dread return targets. Uh, let's see, you, you probably don't want dread returns in your hand. It's, it's just it's cards you can't do anything with, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it, 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 sometimes you really want to have multiple draw spells. You know, you really want to max out on the draw spells, the lands, and the dredgers. That's the zombie beats are what's going to get you there, and the cabal therapies. They're going to just, you're going to get rid of anything else that's standing in your way, whether it be like an ensnaring bridge or something to, to stop your attackers, you know. Um, I, I went to the attack step for the most part, you know. That's pretty much it. That's how I do it. Yeah. Huh. But it's not the only way. Now, see, I notice, because I notice some of the differences in, in what it's, when, I, when I'm seeing different builds, like guys that play Icarids, yep. I, I think will usually play Putrid Imp. And I'll skip Yep, on I play Putrid Imp. And I'll skimp on Putridim myself, but that's sure. because he's not giving me the extra benefit of working with Icarid. You know what I mean? Because I don't really play Icarid either. Right. Right. Yeah. Th- no, I can see that. Why don't you play Icarid? Just, just wondering. Card seems pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. But first off, like, it's it's probably the similar reason why I don't play Delver. I miss the creature's trigger so bad. Like during dur- okay, my yeah. upkeep, like I'll go in my dr- into the draw dredge and go, ah, damn! As yep. soon as I'm dredging, I'm looking at Icarid in the graveyard, going, what the hell am I doing? Oh yeah, done um, it, done it a million times. There's, uh, that's like one reason I, I don't play Icarid. The other one is that um, I end up like I'll play more. I mean, I think you do the same too, playing four LEDs. Yep. Um, and I know you've done Mantalus dredge in the past with Force of Will. Which oh, is I did. Fucking that was awesome. fun. That was a lot of fun. Um. So like I I think you've probably played all versions of dredge that I can think of. Like I I basically play like straight strict combo dredge. Okay. And, and just explode out. So I don't really I guess I don't plan on going turn after turn after turn with Icarid. So I'll yep. I'll try to play like uh breakthrough, um faithless lootings, um lion's eye diamonds. I'll try to get the draw spells. Um, sure. I, I think I play careful study with it, so I don't have so many. I end up with less black cards, but definitely less black creatures. Yeah. You know Try a couple I mean? of cards. Throw a couple of cards and see how I've, you, see I've, how you I've like. I've done it, and then I just kept missing the triggers, going, "Wow, oh, man!" So you know what you do? <laughs> I got a little trick for you, and anybody else, because when I used to play goblins, and I had ether vial triggers that I would miss, you put a dice on the deck. I did that. Yeah. Now what I do is I every single time I say untap, upkeep, draw. Yeah, like, I do that. Is like it, clockwork. I will uh-huh. not, you know, and I look at my graveyard and... Okay, well, let's see, that's the big difference, though. I have look to. at your graveyard. <laughs> I have to. I'm not yeah. a sound magic player. Like, I'm not, like... I, I look at the graveyard while I'm dredging, and that's when I go, ah, damn! <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's miserable, you know? Yeah. yeah. Kitchen table, you're like, ah, can I get that back? Ah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, the thing is, is, like, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, I don't know, I think it's a fun deck to play. I think it's funny because, uh, it... Please, I mean, it's not, it's, it's completely different. You know, it's so, oh, it's, it's, so, it's a it's perversion so cool. of magic. It's, it is, it is. It's, <laughs> and, and the way it was put to me one day made so much sense, and I can't remember how it was put to me, but it was like, um, your graveyard is your hand, your deck is your mana pool. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just, I'm like, oh, this is fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's, um, after playing it long enough, you, you kind of, you forget how to play regular magic, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it, like, it, these, it, it is a little lands, different because, like, like I, it, it's a different. It's a definitely. It's a different way to play Lion's Eye Diamonds. Like, I mean, oh. Ant, like Ant, you're trying to cast them all on the same turn to build up a storm count. Sure. You're like, I'm just gonna hold this so that I can discard whenever I want to and do it. It's also really good at baiting out counterspell too. 
I, I, now, I, I see that. Yeah. Um, well, when I'm on the play, I, uh, I, I, you want your looting effect to resolve. You need a way to get things in the graveyard. And yet, Lion's Eye Diamond, that's absolutely one way to go about it. Yeah. Um, if I don't have any dredgers in hand, then I'm okay with getting my Lion's Eye Diamond countered. Okay. I'll play it before I even play out a land. Maybe just to get it dazed. I could see that. And then okay. I'll play my land, then I'll use my draw effect to hopefully draw into two dredgers. Now, keeping a hand without a dredger, that's, that's, um, you know, it's a little sketchy. Yeah. But if I have multiple draw spells, if I have like two or three draw spells, depending on what the rest of my hand looks like, I may keep it. I like it because we were just talking about that, and I, and I was I was talking about how I lean so heavily on Lion's Eye Diamond. I can't see it. I can't see playing it out before I land, but that's a good reason why you'd, I'd want to. People don't realize blue decks. I mean, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna play in a tournament and not play against a blue deck. Right. Um, a lot of people they think it's the right thing to do to take you know their counter spells out against Dredge, and you know, little tip here: don't do it. Keep them in, <laughs> um, because. Often, you'll keep a hand with one land, one draw spell, and a dredger, uh-huh. you know? And if that one spell gets countered, next turn you're drawing, hoping to draw into a draw spell. So, 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 so let me ask, are you still, just out of curiosity, you still play Breakthrough? Uh, I, I absolutely am in love with that card. Okay. That won me so many games at that IQ, it wasn't even... It seems like, I, it, it, it looks like I've seen a lot of dredge decks that have been shaving Breakthrough. Yeah, they do. It's it's an all-in card. Uh-huh. Um, and now there's the the debate in game two. What do you shave? Do you shave the Lion's Eye Diamonds or the Breakthroughs? They're both all-in cards. Uh-huh. Um, the only difference is I've, I used to shave the Lion's Eye Diamonds, and I, I read a little bit more on the source and got other people's opinion on it. And if you're drawing cards, you're not dredging. Right. Maybe your lands were blown up. Uh-huh. You know, because you're not playing that many lands in the deck. The Lion's Eye Diamond will allow you to discard your entire hand. Maybe there's a Faithless Looting in your graveyard. Flash it back. Right. Uh, whereas the Breakthrough is going to draw you four cards. But, you know, it, it might not... Um, If you've already had some sort of graveyard sweep, it might not be as great. Okay. You know, it, it, it's it's still it's it's a tough call. I think I think that's part of that like turn one gun where I just look for like a land to break through a lion's eye. Yeah, and, and there's nothing pressure. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong going that route. Yeah, you might get blown out, but oh, I, I I do get blown out. Yeah, it, <laughs> it absolutely happens, and you know you got to expect if you're gonna go for it. Yeah, it, it might not work out, but if it does work out, most likely you're winning that game. Yeah, I think that's just you know? part of, that's part of the nature to play in the combo deck. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, it's, now you've been picking up. What did you, what did you say the other day? You were starting to put together another deck. Yeah, I uh, I've been going back and forth. I really wanted to play Imperial Painter with the Imperial Recruiters, the Painter Servants, the Grindstone combo, um, but I just can't see. Spending that money on Imperial Recruiters. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't have the dual lands. I purchased one this past weekend. Yep. Um, did you ever see, uh, I mean, do you have the Painter Servants? I did. Okay. <laughs> Remember my problem we were talking about earlier? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you ever see, you've seen the, um, the, the Painter Servant land tax deck I was playing, right? 
I remember you. I, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember you talking about it. I mean, that was just mono white with no imperial recruiters. That that was actually a cute way to okay. paint a servant too, and it screwed people up. It was it was actually really kind of funny because it was most people will play a paint a servant and name blue because right because you have the blasts blue. main deck right right. Right. Uh, this deck was completely different. It would play the painter servant and name red. Why? Because so, uh, I can main deck celestial purge, which would actually get rid oh, of. Oh. It would is, that get, the, is that the red or black permanent thing? It removes a. Yeah. So like you're eating Lilianas, you're getting rid of deathrite shamans. If you actually land a painter servant, you just celestial purge goif. Okay. Because you name red. Okay. Because you're naming red, you can actually get away with playing like one main deck, um, circle red, which. Oh, that's is, cool. Which is cute when you when like you end up facing the guy who's playing burn and you like just enlighten tutor up oh, circle no red, way. put it on the field. <laughs> like, or, that's what uh, I'm talking about. Again, looking at the uh, the opponent's face when you do something. That's why I play magic. I think, yeah, and, in well, a statistic sort of way. It's... And then the other thing that was really cute is like out of the sideboard, I can play absolute law. We're all, wait, because it's actually really cute too. So main deck there's one circle red, and I'm playing four enlightened tutors, so I can always circle, I can always tutor up a circle red and land it. And and if I land the painter servant, I'm able to um, circle a protection red, a true name nemesis. Okay. Which is, uh, <laughs> it's funny when somebody's playing it. Wow. Does that work? Yeah, because it's not target. Oh. It's just, yeah, it's it's a weird... Right, 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 right. It's right. so cute. Um, and then, like, the other thing I was actually able to do out of the sideboard was play Absolute Law, where all creatures gain pro-red. So now you can't abrupt decay the Painter Servant, either. It's, oh, it's, wow. It's, it's wicked. It was like this... It was this odd deck. It was a, it was a list that I came across on, like, a land tax forum. And uh, I figured, well, you know what? I, I just like playing land tax scroll rack. I'll try it with the Painter Servant and see what happens. And it was so much fun. It was, it was so I think, much fun. I think there's a lot of fun to be had with Painter Servant. I think that card, it, it, it can really open up a lot of different avenues. Yeah. Um, maybe not super competitive, maybe not tier one, but... Um, well, the other thing that's cute is when you name red, like, nobody's pitching a card to force a will. Right. It, it, right. Oh, it, that's true. It should, yeah, it, just, it changes <laughs> a few things. It's, it's so weird. It's, uh, it's like playing, and, and actually I was playing Humility with it too. And, and Humility's awesome. That, yeah, Humility is a great card. Does that, now, that doesn't affect Painter, right? Cause it, it, Painter... It still keeps the changing color ability, but I think it stays a 1-1 one, one that makes everything change color. Okay. It's, 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 um, it's, yeah, Painter Servant Humility is one of those judge interactions that usually gets yeah. questioned. But it's usually, it's just, it's like a 1-1 one, one that just changes out everything's color. Hey, that works. Yeah, which is all, all I needed to do. That's all I needed to do is be a Painter Servant. And then like, at the same time, because it's, the deck is so artifact and enchantment based and you play four enlightened tutors, game two you can always just side into rest in peace helm. Which is devastating. Because they just, they're like, well, up Pithing Needle Grindstone. And you, yep, sure. Yep. You know, and against like a reanimator deck, you just swap over to rest in peace helm and you're doing pretty good anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, because you're running the enlightened tutors, right, in the deck? Yeah, four yeah, of them. Yeah, so you can just, you can search up anything you need, whether it be the Panda Servant, the Grindstone, yeah. and, the, and anything. Get, and you get a land tax scroll rack engine going. Sure. So it, That's it, sweet, man. I want to see you play that. Yeah, it's a pretty cute little combo deck. It's not it's not expensive to put together. There's no dual lands in it. It's all just basic planes. 
And sure. then like it's just trying to get you know you got to get four copies of um, scroll rack. Uh, scroll rack, Lantex, Painter Servant, and Grindstone are the expensive cards in the deck. And that, so, you know, comparatively in Legacy, that's really not even too expensive. Exactly. And and, and you play like Celestial Purge, and the first time you catch somebody who like gets drops the Liliana and wants to make you discard a card, you're like, okay, Purge, and they're like, well, who the hell plays that? <laughs> I actually had somebody say that to me. They're like, is that main deck? And I'm like, yeah. Oh man, that's. Yeah, that's spicy. It's just completely I like unexpected. That. Oh my god, it's so awesome. I love playing those unexpected things. Well, but, that's that's exactly it. I think, um, you know, you were talking about your buddies from uh, Georgia. What was that, Team Tusk? Yeah. You said yeah, they do a lot Tusk. of that kind of stuff, right? A lot of they do. off the beaten path type stuff. Well, see, what I'm talking about is off the beaten path stuff that's not good. What they do is off the beaten path stuff that's really strong. <laughs> like, they, like, uh, you know, I'm I'm talking Celestial Purge Lantax, but they were doing. I, I one of the guys locked me out down there. I was playing uh, Food Chain, and he caught me with Dystopia. And then I was talking to one of my buddies up here that does a lot of, um, you know, MTG Finance type stuff. Sure. And and he was telling me Dystopia used to be a twenty five dollar card. So like these guys play a lot of um, old school legacy that's extremely powerful. Okay. Uh, you know, and and they still manage to make it competitive to what's actually you know, what you would normally see at net deck type stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 no, for like, sure. Like, it's, like, I think they might have one or two Miracles players down there, but it's not, the thing is, is, um, they all have ways of beating it in just different, it's, it, it's just, it's, they don't just beat it because you cascade into abrupt decay, they beat it from a number of different angles. Like, and even Josh used to say it. He's like, you can always tell a good Miracles player from a bad Miracles player. The good one is the guy that's floating a three drop on top. Because The only good Miracles player is a dead Miracles player. <laughs> well, all right. But, <laughs> but no, I, I used to hear that... You, I hear what you're saying. The good Miracles player would float a three drop on top because when somebody casts a Crozen Grip, they don't have time to top in response. So you have to have, sure. you have, to have the three drop on top for the K-Grip. And like, it's it's the... it's. Apparently the difference, but I don't know if Abrupt Decay has just changed how many, the name. How many three drops do they have in their deck? Miracles? Yeah. Uh, the, off the top of my head, if it's Legends Miracles, they get Click. Yeah, if, Click. If, it, if it's Monastery Miracles, yeah. and Monastery Mentos a three drop. Yep, yep. So, so you get like, what, Click, uh, Monastery and Mentor so maybe, and, uh, oh, what's, <clears throat> I think Wear Tear is one and two. One and um, two. And what's that, what's that, what counts as Judgment? What's that? Is that? Oh yeah, that's three. That's three. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's not... No, that, that's many. a great point, though. That's a great, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just noticing, so like, you know, sometimes when I'm playing against a Miracles player, you, you start jamming, like the, one of the things that was, uh, big with Tinfins is you just keep jamming, because eventually they're gonna run out of something. You know, right. like, like, even Delver decks, eventually you ran out of counter spells, and unfortunately every card in my deck is a reanimation. Your. <laughs> you know, between, it's just, uh, Especially Burning Reanimator, God. There's so many different. But anyway, so so yeah, back back to uh, dredge type stuff. Yeah. So so cool. what else? Oh God, oh, there's so much to talk about. I know. Well, what else? You been, what else you got going on? What else you been up to? Oh, um, magic wise. In general. In general, I like that. Um, I've actually I've taken a little bit of a break from magic. Um, I played a couple times after the IQ. And just really bad results, just case of the O2 drops. Um, okay. The other thing about Dredge, I want to mention that there is a huge variance um, within the deck. 
mm-hmm. that sometimes you break through and you don't hit anything. Yep. And that's just the nature of the beast. Um, that's a big part of the deck, you know. Uh, you win some, you lose some. I guess that's how it goes with magic uh, in general. But uh, you, you gotta be uh, you gotta be ready to uh, to take your hits under the chin, you know. That's kind of that's kind of it with the deck, you know. So so tell me about Manalus with Force of Will. Um, Manalus with Force of Will, it uh, it's been a while. Um, it, I was running Force of Wills in the main. Um, for those that don't know, with Manalus, you're always going to try to put yourself on the draw so you can draw the eighth card to discard. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not playing any lands, so you have no way of casting spells. Um, there's flashbacks with Cabal Therapy, Dread Return, but uh, generally speaking, you're using your cleanup step to uh, get a dredger in the graveyard. I was running Force of Will. Um, Jetaxium Probe was in the main, so you could pitch that to Force of Will. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there were any other blue spells Narcomiba? in the main. Narcomeba, yep, that's another one. Um, so you, you, you know, you obviously you had to have the Force of Will in your opening hand for it to work. Um, but really where that card would shine would be game two. You would bring in the Disrupting Shoals from the sideboard. Okay. So now you have Force of Will, Disrupting Shoal, Jutaxian Probe, and Narcomeba. Now, Disrupting Shoal, it's, it's kind of like the modern Force of Will. Would you call it that? I don't know. It's the closest thing, maybe? I think so, but I'm not terribly... I think you have to discard a card that's going to yeah. casting cost is what you're trying to counter. Exactly. So it's like okay. Force of Will, except you have to discard a card with the same mana cost that you're trying to counter, just like you said. Um, okay, that can actually... Okay, I can see how that could work with Dredge. Is it, is now, it think about it. Exile? Is it discard um, or exile? I, it's it's I assume it's exile. Okay, then maybe all right. I assume. All right. Again, I haven't played the I haven't played the deck in a while, but um, if, if you look at the cards you're trying to counter, um, the whole idea was by destroying a hate piece. By that point, enough damage has been done that destroying it might not be enough. You need to be reactive, or is it proactive or reactive? I'm trying to think. Um, Proactive. Yeah. Right? right? Proactive. Active. Uh, so you got to be active. <laughs> if you can counter a rest in peace. Yeah. If you think about the spells that you're trying to counter um, with the Disrupting Shoals and the Force of Wills, it's really the spells that are just going to absolutely decimate your deck. So we're talking about uh, rest in peace, Graph Digger's Cage. Containment uh, most Priest. Containment Priest. Mostly ones and two drops. Yeah. So if you look at the Disrupting Shoal, you can pitch... Um, Narcomeba, which is a two-drop. Yeah. Putrid Imp. Count a rest in peace. Oh, you don't... You, they don't play Putrid Imp in Manalus, do they? Nah, because they can't cast it. Right. I'm not, see, I'm not that. as familiar with Manalus. What is... Uh, what's the casting cost on Phantasmagorian? The casting cost... I think it's like seven. Oh, almost. I was just thinking, I'm like, if it's one more, you could actually Disrupting Shoal a Terminus. No, the thing with Disrupting Shoal, though, is it has to be a blue card as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. that's, yeah. So, um, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would be freaking awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, so you're mostly countering ones and two drops. You have the ability by pitching Jetaxian Probe or Narcomeba. Um, so there's a good chance you'll be able to do that. Otherwise, you just use Force of Will. And it's, it's hilarious when it works. It's awesome because nobody <laughs> expects it. They're like, Force of Will and Dredge? You're like, yup. 
Yep. <laughs> and you know, and that goes back to what um um to Richard Feldman was saying about um the the the, the anti hate that you use. If you destroy a, a rest in peace, odds are the damage has already been done. Your graveyard's gone. You destroyed it, yeah, but if you don't have another draw discard spell, you're way behind. I got you, like Tomat. Way okay. behind. Tomat's crypt. Yeah, okay. you know? It's just, it's gotten tougher, Dredge. <laughs> it's really gotten hard. Every set, I feel like there's a new piece of hate. So is that is that what's pushing you towards a storm build? Yeah, um, well, I have the Lion's Eye Diamonds. It's absolutely a financial... Um, yeah, consideration, sure. Consideration, absolutely. Um... Going back to the Imperial Recruiters, I just couldn't see spending that money and only being able to play, basically... One deck. Uh, one deck. Well, there's another deck. What's that other deck that plays Imperial Recruiter? Um, Alluren. Alluren, exactly, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so I looked at Storm. I like Combo. Um, I like, again, not too much interaction with my opponent, as little as possible. And uh, I played it in the past, and I really like the feel of the deck. You know, again, aesthetics are really important to me. Um, I prefer a little bit more of an evil-looking deck. I know that kind of sounds a little, uh, Man, I don't know if really, you call it childish, but... You really um, got to get into Burning Reanimator. Yeah, I like I like the demons. I like, like... Yeah, you got to get into Burning Reanimator. I love creepy-looking creatures, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I, but also I, I think Storm in general is just... It's, I don't know, it's got a good feel to it. And I really like Ants. Um, because I feel like that is better, better game against Chalice at one. Interesting. Yep. That's, that's kind of my main reason about going about that over Tess. Really? You think it's kind of, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I wonder um, if it actually does have a better game against, uh, maybe, I guess, because it's got Cabal Ritual. That's, that was my next point. Yeah. Huh. I want to be able to cast Cabal Rituals. I want to be able, if I can cast Lotus Petals, uh, and, and please, I am not, I, I am, at the beginning stages of learning this deck. I played it a little bit before, but mm-hmm. I, I'm by no means a, uh, a very you, good pilot you, for this deck. Well, I'm going to take, I'm gonna take you, my bumps the, on the chin. <laughs> uh, you're not the expert on, on Ant that you are on Dredge. I'm not, I'm not but, an expert on Dredge. I, mean, I still, I still have a lot. How long have you been lot. playing Dredge anyway? Oh, God, maybe... Uh, it's got to be close to three years now. Okay. Two, three years? Something like that, three years? I don't know. Oh, no yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm attracted to combo. I guess I guess that's just that's kind of it. Hmm. I wonder if I should proxy up some cards for you. That'd be awesome. Make you up some proxies. I I gotta I, I still I got like a list of people I gotta make proxies for now. Anyway. You do a beautiful job with those too, man. I've seen a few of them. Yeah, I've been I've been trying. I haven't made a few in a little while since I moved. I haven't had the time. But I wanna. Somebody said something to me the other day about um. Oh, I don't even think it was you. I might have been talking to somebody, because cause me and you were talking one day about tin fins anyway. Yeah. And and maybe you asked me if I still had it foiled out because I proxied it up. Mm-hmm. I had made like a foil proxy copy of the deck, but then I wanted to, I wanted to change the artwork, so I feel like I want to do it again, or I have to do it again. I still don't have it the way I I had, I had done it, but then I dismantled it and kind of got rid of it. But I want to, I do want to do that again, and I still. There's, there's a few decks I want to get back into playing, but... Uh, yeah, uh, that was my next question. Have you uh, made any steps to getting that deck back together? I know that's like... I have, but I did it by accident. You know, it's... it's uh, by accident? 
Yeah, because like well, <laughs> my my first motive is is to get Merfolk back together. Of course, okay. Like that's 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 to me that's just the why do you, why why Merfolk? It's the to me it's the sensible deck to enter Legacy with. You know, like I mean, okay, and it's just for me. Like if you you like you can enter Legacy with Dredge. Yeah, not uh, a, I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> well, how come? How come though? Um, well, it, it I guess it depends. Um, if you're entering Legacy, like me, on a limited budget, mm-hmm. um, I think it takes a while to figure out what decks you really um, you, you enjoy playing, what decks you know you're attracted to, and by playing Dredge and you know purchasing the LEDs, I think it kind of paints you a little bit into a corner. It does. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, that, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, like like I think, and and not that burn is cheap. Um, you know, some of the burn cards can get a little expensive. It's, it's, I mean, comparatively speaking, compared to like, I don't know, Miracles or Shardless Bug, then yeah, the, the decks are pretty cheap. Sure. But, but the, um, you know, I think just in, in assessing it in general, right, you know, normal, I think normal decks to enter Legacy with, I, if anybody, you know, I can't, I can't take a serious, Consideration from anybody who says legacy is expensive, but what they want to do is play shardless bug. Like, acknowledge, just acknowledge the barrier to entry. You know, absolutely, absolutely. But but then, um, so with a deck like burn, you end up with a bunch of burn cards. Um, and like Pat Stunnity started with Burn and he went towards Blue Red Delver because everybody was playing Blue Red Delver at the time, I think was, that deck just became so popular. All the cards were cheap except for the mana base. Right. By the, by the time people are getting their mana base, Treasure Cruise is getting banned. So like, it's, uh, I think, I think, you know, it's, it's okay because you can still put Burn back together. For me, it's just a matter of like, Merfolk, if you invest in Merfolk, you end up with Force of Will and Wasteland. Right, which, which doesn't paint you in a corner at all. Oh, not at all. Nope. And all the rest of the all the rest all the rest of the cards are cheap that you can put Merfolk together. So like, I think just, I think also understanding combat math is important. Oh jeez, yeah, and and you start really. I mean, you pick up on your triggers and everything anyway. But at this right. point, I've played Merfolk. I know how to play Merfolk. I'm not. It's it's just more of a. Um, you know, what way do I go that actually frees up my ability to move on from there mm-hmm. without that painting myself in a corner thing? Right. You know, like, the, like here's the, the challenge. The challenge of the reality is going trying to go from Merfolk to Tinfins is there's, there's not a card that's shared. Right. <laughs> actually, there's one island. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite count. Um, but the... Uh, so So... Merfolk um, allows me to move on towards other decks afterwards, but I picked up cards for Tinfins by accident because we, me, me and Kyle had gone down to Wonderland Comics to do a draft, and I think I was looking for Ether Vial at the time, and uh, I, I don't think they had any, but I had had some standard cards from draft. I, I was trading them in for store credit, trying to get Ether Vials, but they didn't have Ether Vials. They actually didn't have anything I needed for Merfolk. And one of them was like an Omnixilis or whatever, this Planeswalker from whatever set. Yeah, it's kind of cool looking. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to play him in Legacy, so I figured I'd trade him in for store credit. And I'm like, well, there's nothing for Merfolk. Uh, let me see your Urza Saga Dark Rituals. Uh, what do you have for Lotus Petals? You know what I'm like? I just started picking yeah. up. Yeah. 
just the subtle pieces for tin fins. Cause uh, like, why not? Hey, why not? So I'm still, you know, like now I have uh, the Fluster Storms, the Force of Wills, and I I still need three Wastelands. But aside from that, like our focus together, I just some sideboard pieces like Arcane Laboratory or whatever. But those are like 25 cents, maybe Energy Flux. I don't Man, know. that card used to be expensive. Remember that? Uh, Arcane, Arcane Laboratory, Laboratory when uh, Snapcaster came out? Uh, Am I thinking of the right card, the land that brings a wizard back to your hand? Is that? Oh no no no, that's um. Oh yeah, I forget what that's called. I thought that was arcane. No, arcane laboratory was like a blue and two colorless enchantment. Players can only cast one spell per turn. Oh okay, all right. So you'd bring it in against like Omni Show. Gotcha. Or any storm deck. That's pretty good. Yep. Or or shardless bug can't cascade, but that doesn't really do much. Um. So, yeah, Arcane Laboratory. There's, like, certain sideboard cards that I could pick up that are cheap, but, like, it's still those three, uh, the three Wastelands are going to be, like, kind of heavy for Merfolk, you know? Yep. But now that I'm seeing them getting reprinted, I'm like, good, I can wait till after January. You think it's going to change the price at all, though? I think, I mean, probably not, right? Uh, not any considerable amount. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're so rare. Like, it's... it's just one of those, like... <laughs> it's just watching. What, what was the, I was listening to something the other day too. They were talking about how like, you know, everybody mentioned something's gonna get reprinted, so everybody goes out and buys the old copy real quick. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> price goes up on the old copy, knowing that it's gonna drop. You know right. What I mean, it's just right. Like, it just doesn't make sense to like yeah. uh, jump and pick them up now. Like I'm not doing a pro tour next week. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, so I can I I can I can hang back and still look for. A good deal on three wastelands. Yeah. And um, but in the meantime, tinfins, uh, I could pick up the small pieces for that also, because what I end up having to bite in on is, for the most part, really in tombs. And now at this point, Gorio's Vengeance has actually gone silly. Yeah, I know that card. It's uh, it's played in uh, modern, right? Yeah. Like, it, in, it, uh, well, it was played Gorio's in modern. Gorio's Vengeance. Yeah. Grizzlebrand deck. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, it was played in modern before too. But the thing was, is like. The card was still twelve bucks, you know. But yeah. one, it's just once people started to play Nourishing Shoal with it, the, oh. price, the price spiked. Now Nourishing Shoal does you gain life equal to whatever you just discarded. Oh, so you, you do discard. So maybe then, or I maybe, think it's discard. Maybe it's exile. But you is it ex- okay? They're discarding World Spine Worm to gain the life to draw off Grizzlebrand. Oh. Whereas in Legacy, you, just, you you cast. Uh, Children of Corliss. Right. You know what I mean? Which, Gain a ton of life. Yeah, which I've done that in modern, and that freaked people out because they had never seen what I was doing. You know, and it was awesome. Just, it so was good. just so much fun. But like that, so you know, Tinfin's the big bulk is really Gorio's Vengeance now, and um, and in tombs, and actually, okay, in Underground Sea. I was gonna say you need Underground Seas in that, right? Uh one. One? I have one. Can borrow okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, that's that's the deck that's like. I mean, it it can, it's a phenomenal turn one deck. I mean, you can you can build up, rip a hand apart, and go off turn three if you want. I've but seen it, some people put up results though, like at oh yeah. with that deck. Oh yeah. Again, I love graveyard decks, man. Graveyard decks are just, they're fun. Right, and, you, and that's what magic is. It's a lot of fun. Well, uh, it is, and it's it's a lot of times. Uh, there's two things. I mean, there's all right. There's many things that actually make it so much fun. One is. The thought that I have to put into it, especially what what is it that's on the stack? Do I trying to find a line of play? Right. Um, but also finding cool people to play with. You know, yeah, that's, man. That's that's what makes it cool with me. I so, agree with you. I agree. So, there's, there's a 
a lot of really uncool people. I don't want to sound yeah. like, you know, but just from my experiences, you can run into some people that are, you know, if you weren't playing a magic game against them, you probably would just have no need to talk to them. Right. And, you know? and, and that's what makes the other people so much, so much cooler. Yeah, absolutely, man. You run into a lot of really great people playing magic. Um, you know, some of my best friends I've met through magic, you know, have introduced me to magic. All right, then. Um, so, you know, uh, we don't do shout outs. That might be a good place to go into top eight, though. Oh, man, I get to do a top eight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get to do a top eight. Oh, my God. So, so <sighs> would you like to scoop into top eight, Jim? Oh, my God. Ah, let's see here. Uh, I got to scoop in my buddy Ian. And my buddy Dan, two okay. people. You know Ian. Yep, Ian. Yeah, Ian. Ian's, uh, Ian's recently a wed. Yes, recently wed. Congratulations. Um, yeah, he uh, he's just a, a really great kid. Um, I met him. We actually shared a room at GP New Jersey uh, okay. a while back. Uh, my buddy Dan Corsi, he uh, <clears throat> invited him and his buddy Sean, and played some magic and just really good kids. Um, Picked me up a sweet play mat. Uh, you know the uh, All Hallows Eve play mat I play with? Have you seen that? I don't know that I have. All right, so it's the art from uh, Christopher Rush. Okay. All right, All Hallows Eve. It's it's easily my favorite art in Magic. And um, he sent me a picture. I, I'm not sure exactly where it was where he picked it up. And I was like, wow, that's incredible. I would literally almost kill for that play mat. <laughs> absolutely gorgeous. And we met up one day at Acton, and he's like, here you go, you know? completely uh selfless like just here you go and i was like dude that's that's ridiculous man like that's he's like it all comes out in the wash you know i'll just never forget really really uh you know it's not just because he's given giving me something it's just like whenever i play with him it's it's always a uh you know it's always a pleasure just to be around him and my buddy dan corsi the other kid i got a scoop into top eight um he got me into magic um you know, he asked me one day, you want to play this card game called Magic? And I was like, no fucking way. Like, <laughs> that shit's for nerds. Like, I'm not interested. <laughs> now you got your Band-Aid glasses. Dude, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, and he, he he gives me crap about that all the time. So, uh, you know, just, uh, you gotta, you gotta keep your eyes open for things that, you know, you might enjoy. Mm. You know, but, uh, yeah, I gotta scoop them and scoop you in. For sure, Adrian. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. Those two guys and you. And okay. where's, where's everybody else tonight? Where where are they? They play magic at that at uh game etc. or what? Uh, no, the little the little boys might be running circles around Pat, and okay. uh, I don't I don't exactly know. And I forget what was going on with Jerry. Uh, he had I think he had some appointment he had to keep. I forget what it was. All right. But I. I I, I lost. Uh, I could go back and look it up, but actually, you know what? That since I go back and look something up, I actually should ask. Uh, there's another question here for you. Oh, awesome! Um, one is well, Chris would like to get a copy of your list, so it, I, oh, don't sure. you, I don't know if you want to put that up on the source. Yeah, uh, he, he, wa- he, he wanted me to have Pat type it in the show notes, but I, I don't think Pat's going to do that. Yeah, no, I can. Um, I can easily get that. And have you have you heard of this? Uh, what do you think of Scourge of Neltoth from Commander? All right, see, I'm not. My, my buddies send me pictures all the time of cards that they think might go in dredge because they know I'm not paying any attention to anything. Yeah. 
I am uh, I'm really lax when it comes to that kind of stuff. Well, what does the card do? What is it? Uh I don't know. Let, Gorge let me... of it sounds awesome. Yeah, let me let me let me look this up here. Uh Commander 2015. Scourge of Neltoth. Commander 2015. It's got a casting cost of five colorless black black. Alright, so it's a creature, I'm assuming? It's a 6-6 zombie dragon. Okay. Flying. You may cast Scourge of Neltoth from your graveyard by paying black black and sacrificing two creatures rather than paying its mana cost. <clears throat> um. Oh, that sounds pretty funky. So it's alternate, alternate casting cost is sacrifice two creatures that comes into play? And play black black. Oh, no, I can't do that. I, I don't really think. have the mana, you'd have to lose. You don't have the mana yeah. for that, you, you got, you play four cephalocolosseums, well I play four cephalocolosseums that only, make only blue. give you blue, right. So I'm now working with eight or nine lands sometimes to produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so just, you'd have it's, to, you'd have to like, the only thing I can actually see is sacrificing a zombie and a narc amoeba. And cracking an LED to get two black? Yeah. Because uh, I'm, I'm not thinking yeah, I'm going to have two Narcomoebas in play. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's playable. Um, it's cute, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's, uh, terribly quite there yet. Not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. I'm looking though, I'm waiting for something. Mm-hmm. Faithless Looting's been the big one. Yeah, that was that was really good. I yeah. I, I miss casting <laughs> that fucker. Um, and then uh, the other one, I'm just going to read this off. Sure. I was telling you about this the other day. Uh, Pat and Jerry will have to hear this uh, post edit. So there was a I got a package in the mail because the PO box changed. This is um just awesome anyway. So it says, uh, Dear Adrian, Jerry, and Pat, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Kicking Kwanzaa, and all the rest of that happy horseshit. Nice. Um, I'm, I'm one of the people you, Adrian, I'm one of the people you think doesn't exist, because uh, nobody listens to this. Uh, I'm a huge fan <laughs> of the cast. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the cast, but I don't play Legacy, and I have many Legacy staples in my Cube and EDH decks. I love hearing about obscure cards, crazy interactions, and the decision making in Legacy play. I think it helps me to be a better cube manager and player. Anyway, I enclose a few cards for the cause because we're doing the, um, we're still taking commons and it's going to the St. Jude Children's Hospital. Sure, that's awesome. And uh, so I enclose a few cards for the cause. You can use the, and he, he did, he sent up some foils too. He says you can use the foils for proxies or pass them along as you see fit. Hope you guys are seeing lots of love from the community. Thanks again, gentlemen. So I got a scoop in the top eight to Jonathan Knapp. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And uh, so, so yep. So that's my first scoop in the top eight. Anyway, there was, oh, there was more. Oh, you know what? Yeah, look at that. We're gonna have like mail call, Jim. <laughs> You're here for the mail call. All right. Okay. Because uh, um, I know that there was an email that came in too. Yeah, so then there was an email from Joseph. Uh, hey guys, just a quick anecdote about the GFAB DQ. Did you hear about that? Gerard Fabiano? Uh, yeah, I heard, uh, I heard briefly. I, I don't Some grumblings here and there or something? Yeah, I, I didn't hear very much detail as far as, uh, well, what happened? I mean, you got me. Well, it's, on an edge. A, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not exactly sure either. But uh, just a quick anecdote about the GFAB DQ. Since you guys seem pretty interested in details, I was at SCG Philly and was asked, and 
was asking people, asking some people around me before round one if my FNMK grips looked warped. They said yes and insisted that I go replace them before the tournament started since Gerard was DQ'd the previous day for the same exact reason. Uh, there were other rumors about how he got... You, that's See, that just sounds a little funny. So there, there were other rumors about how he even got called for it, but I feel like I'd be per- perpetuating something unsubstantiated if I said any more about it. Love the cast. Keep it up. Best mm. regards, JB. So, um, so, yeah, whether it had something to do with a foil, I heard there was something about... And, you know, so I'll just hear say, really. Then there was something about uh, an awkward interaction with a judge, which... I that's I heard something like that, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Know. But anyway, so so second scoop into top eight to JP for the email. It's work, JP. Yeah, and then and a big scoop into top eight to Jim, to you, hey, dude. I appreciate you having me on, man. It was freaking awesome. No, I'm I'm fucking I'm glad to talk to you. I always <laughs> like to, I always like to go down to tea, and I'm like, there's certain people I just like to see on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, I like to go down there and play Legacy, and I sometimes I'm going down there, I'm like, well, I, I really hope I get to see Jim today. I hope uh, Josh and Nick and Dan make it. You this, know what I mean? Like, there's dude, certain you people know, I just really like to hang around with on Sunday. That's, like, the first place I really started playing competitive Magic, and um, I just, I always remember telling friends that, you know, hadn't had the opportunity to go down there and play, and just, I would always tell them, be like, guys, go down there and check out that Z, because everybody down there is, for the most part, really, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I just. And then the first time I'm like, "Damn, dude, you come from Groton." I'm like, "Shit, you're in like the completely opposite direction." Man, hey, you know, get to those legacy tournaments. It's they're not all over the place. I mean, there's more now, but um, you got to travel. You know? Yeah. Well, that was it. Was cool being able to go up and see up in Groton too. I mean, up in Acton too. Acton, yeah, Acton, that store is awesome. Too bad you had to leave early. That store is pretty dope. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So scoop in the top eight to you also, and then. Uh, I guess everybody else, uh, you can go back to your regularly scheduled programming and enjoy your Monday. That's it, Monday. <laughs> suicide, it's a suicide. Suicide, it's a suicide. Suicide, it's a suicide. Suicide, it's a suicide. So you want to die, commit suicide, dial 1-800-SIGN-I-LINE. Put a rope around your neck and jerk it The trick didn't work Your life was fucked up from the first day of birth After watching Jackie Gleason walk into a precinct Gun down a captain for no fucking reason And get some LSD or a drink from the bar Get behind your wheel and crash the car Like Desert Storm, got bombs for the war Confront an alligator, let it eat your roar Back to the function, riding the caboose to hell Touch the third rail You fucked up chicken Now you just got fried Cause it's a suicide Suicide, it's a suicide
lasagna and the pizza man. Now you're standing on the great digger rock. You're singing the blues about the rough life you got. Now you don't wanna live no more. I guess you're really ready for the graveyard tour. When you get home, just seal up your windows and your doors. Turn the oven on high for about four hours. Reach you a blunt kiss, you ask goodbye, you gasp yourself 'cause it's a suicide. Suicide. Said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around every once in a while. Six fucking devils stuffed up playing brave guard. Had to fucking know to try to enter my graveyard. I'm the resurrector, be my sacrifice. Commit suicide and I bring you back to life. The first was convinced. Stuck a water hose in his mouth, fast for blast, so his head can explode. Second one said, hmm, that's good, but I can stop it. Put an axe. Die.